0: Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ron S. Mako-chan,
1: and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 394. We are at a podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron S.
2: I'm Ari Rockefeller.
1: And I'm Ichigo Gami. And Jesus Christ, the Brooklyn Studio got just a tad bit colder tonight. But then again, there is talk of snow, so I'm not surprised by that either. Yeesh. We're not looking forward
0: to any freezing rain in the D.C. area, because it's going to be fun with all those drivers.
1: It's just never fun with people driving anyway, so you know. truth.
2: Most of the people I see can't drive under normal circumstances.
1: Yeah. Uh... We are live tonight, week of uh, February 19th, 2019, here on the Vogue Network. We're here... Let me try that again. We are live tonight, week of February 19th, 2019, here on Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Ranma, unfortunately, hmm? it looks like people in the chat can't hear you.
1: What? Uh... They can't hear your lovely bravado. All right, ho- hold on for one second here. I'm going to check Skype's settings real quick. Uh, see, settings
0: Thanks for letting us know, guys. All
1: right. That should work this time, so... I I, I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, it, within Skype's settings, I leave it as is. I don't mute it, and it just goes through. I guess it's just being a little extra sensitive one way or another, so... Sorry about that.
2: Or just like screwing with you.
1: No, it's just that every time I here's something part of the pre-show setup. What I before we came over to um, Twitch, I would go in and change those settings so that the volume would be at five within Skype. But for some reason, every time I would go in to change, you know, the switch between my outputs, I'd have to keep setting, keep changing it. But I just ignored it, thinking, okay, it's fine. And I think the last couple of weeks I actually ignored that. So I guess that output means something too so.
0: Well run yeah. you're not alone. My microphone does weird things too. like today You guys couldn't hear me and I had to set it to auto but other times you're like auto is too loud. So technology
1: well one thing is on the main console you can't see it but I have like, you know in the past I've always complained about like that little hissing sound. I have got it so that you really can't hear it now, so whatever the auto, hmm? the chat still can't. Hear
2: Speaking you. of really can't hear it. <laughs> uh,
1: all right, hold hold on. Let me check something real quick. Um, uh, three apps are using the microphone, so let us see what these proper apps are are using. Okay, it's fine. All right. Um, let me check them. Check the settings here. All right. This is all setting good. Uh, I wonder. He's if working
0: s- on it. Oh. Sorry, guys.
1: I have a crazy idea. I am going to unmute um, myself on the mixer and just see what happens. Because last week when I had it set, there was echoing. Oh, like somebody else's mic was picking you up? It was more like as I was talking... Like a few seconds later, it would just, you would hear it like an echoing sound, you know.
0: I feel like it was with uh, Wild Spice's mic, because I think her mic will do that sometimes. (sighs) That's okay. Try, (laughs) try unmuting yourself.
1: Um, Let's see. Okay. How about now it, it I, I had the audio setting set at 6 so it should do something I, I I Guess they can hear everybody else except me so I This this is odd as it comes hold on let, let, shh, let I'm trying
0: see. to watch the chat
1: and I, and I appreciate that, you know All right Everything is fine on my end. All right. Um. Let's see.
0: Uh, yeah. Have any of you guys in the chat restarted your chat to mm-hmm. see, or restarted the page to see if that helps? Or if somebody it, it, could
1: do that, that would be amazing. It might be. Um... All right.
2: You don't even hear me, oh. Bob.
0: Apparently, uh, Bob Coffee says that not even
1: Ari seems
0: to be coming in.
2: That, that's you can't hear of, me. That's kind
1: of odd. So I honestly don't know. So no, they no Ari is good. Everybody's okay. good except me for some odd reason. I I don't know what the hell is going on. yeah
0: welcome to twitch it's uh it's the uh, it's a uh, technology's fun time so thanks <laughs> for being patient everybody
1: <sighs> okay okay um
0: you want to try and restart the video stream like you did last time all
2: right we're
1: good we're good we're good we're good
2: okay we can hear Ronma. okay apparently. so that's okay.
1: what i figured all right cool 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 all right all right so i figured out now I'm going to hit this mute button just in case there's no echo. Okay. I think I figured out what happened. And I'll get into that during my weekend day. So I think I know what happened on that. All right. All right. So, again, low. Jesus. That's the way it should be. Uh. Everything is set as near as loud as it can possibly can go. I mean, there we go. I can crank up the mic on my end. So that should do. It's kind of it's kind of funny, though. When I go back and edit the podcast, everybody else on the show, the meet, like the, the levels is just as high. But when I talk, it's low. But yet the audio is, is good going across the board. So that kind of messes with my head. So it's like. According to according to to the tracks, I'm coming in soft, but I'm I'm just loud like every loud and boisterous like everybody else, so which is kind mm. of odd. <sighs> All right, now that we got that out the way, we can continue on. So it would also help if if if, if my secondary screen tablet wouldn't time out on me.
2: <laughs> yeah, going to. Go to the,
1: the screensaver go on so no, I don't have it set for a screensaver per se I just have it set to like after a half hour just blank screen But I know I'm going to touch the screen like like not even a half out like with not even within a half hour So
0: yeah, I wish that twitch had a chat app for computers because you can't have on my computers Most of them. you can't have twitch on and be doing stream. So what do
1: you like, mean? What do you mean?
0: Well, like I just get they they get slow it just happens.
1: No, cause I'm saying I can see the chat from streaming. So.
0: Oh well, I mean, when you're streaming, yes. But if you're on Skype or you're streaming from Uh-oh. another section and you're trying to have the chat on because it also it, it doesn't have like just a chat stream. It has mm-hmm. a video and chat, put screen on online. It's
1: a bit of a pain. I, it's kind but, of uh, it's kind of funny though because whenever one of y'all talk, the Skype the mini Skype screen pops up, and it, it's sort of like when you go into like Best Buy, you see all the TVs showing the same video. It's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So let's start things off with how was your week? How was your day? Are you go ahead and do that while I sh- shamelessly shill us out on the social media?
2: <coughs> well, let's see. Monday was a holiday, which meant my paycheck came in Saturday morning around five a.m. But you know, I still still not enough to fully cover the rent. But I'm looking at the hey, my, my headphones charge up. I don't need to plug this in anymore. But I'm looking at the calendar and thinking, okay, my next payday is as yeah, when Yeah, I'll be able to cover the rent this month. Mm. Ob- obviously. obviously. I paid half now, and you know, I to have to get wait for the other half later. And plus, you know, I've been really good on it all the all the time I've lived here, so it's not like they're just gonna boot me out in the blink of an eye, you know. I hope not. Or is this a like a not non big city thing I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of thankful because my rent's not due till for the month is not due until like the 18th. And even then, it's like it'll show up a couple of days later, and half the time they'll pick it up a few days later. So, why are you watching from your phone? Put it on your tablet. It'd be a lot better that way.
2: Hmm.
1: I know, right? I'm That's lucky sick. like that. I'm probably the only person whose month's rent has is due the middle of the month. You know, and I'll and I'll get into that in just a sec. So you know, go on. Please continue.
2: Peculiar. Uh, let's see what else. Um, <clears throat> I saw Into the Spider-Verse on Saturday night. It mm-hmm. was fun, and one of, the, one of the nice things to look at is when you're, uh, when you're going from universe to universe, you know, alternate reality and whatnot, right, you only right. see little, like, you know, additional jokes in the background if you look closely enough, and one of the ones I saw was a logo for the New York Red Sox. What?! Again, alternate reality. That—that's the name of the baseball team in that, in that timeline. I guess.
1: I think that's one hell of an insult. Remind me not to give these people my money. I understand it's alternate dimension, alternate universes, but still, how can you slap New York like that?
2: Wait, is it an insult to New York or discount New York?
1: It's just an insult to New York. Period. I mean, <laughs> why? Why would you rename the, the the local team after a bunch of cheaters? You know, I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> Also, my mom bought me a Switch for my birthday, and it came today. Nice. And also, it was, well, I, I she asked me what I want, and I just showed her, I pretty much sent her a link to the one that was at w- Walmart, but mm-hmm. had a uh, $35 e-store card with it.
1: Yeah. Did it come with any games, or just no?
2: No, I had to, I, I had to go out and buy one of my own. I bought oh. Smash with it. Gotcha. Okay. Well, not, not with the gift card, but just with my own money.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
2: I also downloaded Tetris 99 for free. That's so, part yeah, of the
1: reason why I'm going to end up getting a switch that and links awakening. I'm just like,
2: damn it. Yeah. First, you know, 20 minutes or so of playing. I finished in the top five. I haven't won any ones yet, but mm. point is now I have a switch. I'm really happy about it. So yeah, that's how things have been going for me. Also, I forgot that the elim- elimination chamber was on Sunday, but I mm. was working overtime, so it didn't really matter. So yeah, that's how things have been going for me.
1: All right, cool. Uh, Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day?
0: Well, uh, besides sewing until uh, until cry, uh, <laughs> I had a lot of fun. For those who joined me at CatsCon, we'll be talking about that a little bit later. But uh, I basically was working on that and commissions and things like that, which I'm really excited about because the commissionees. That received their commissions were really, really happy. And I've already seen pictures posted, and they look so good. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, overall, it's just been prepping for KatsuCon and the fashion shows and all that stuff, and then doing a panel there um, and stuff, and then coming home and getting ready for the mermaid convention that's coming up this weekend. So, for those of you in the DC area, if you like mermaids, and you like merfolk, and you like mer culture, uh, come visit me. I'll be vending there at Mermagicon in uh, Manassas at the... I can't remember what uh, water center it is, but they'll be doing pool stuff, safety stuff, all that fun stuff. That's what I'm prepping for. So, that's been my weekend day. Oh, cool.
1: Alright, so my weekend day has been quite interesting. So, as we all know, the story and the story of my chair so, I went out and I got the final part that I ended up needing, which was the base. So, I, got, I went out and I got that. Now, if you look behind me, you'll see the old chair, and I'll get to that in just a bit. So, I assembled the base, the cylinder, and the adjuster, put it all together, and I thought it fit. I thought it was perfect. So, I tried to adjust the chair to go up and down. Evidently, it just wasn't strong enough to push the gas cylinder up and down, even though it was registered to do it. And so I said, screw this. I'm sending it all back. I go through Amazon and I just, you know, I do like the returns and so forth. Done. I try to disassemble it. I had it assembled for less than a day and it cannot come undone. All the, metal, all the metal, I guess, connected, it just couldn't. So I said, screw that, and I just dealt with it. So I went shopping for a new gaming chair. And I know, a regular plush chair would work. I get that. But I've been through a couple of those already, and I kind of want a nice you know, chair to work and relax in, you know? So I went online, I went through DX Racer, Op Seat, or Op Chair, um... AT Racer, Secret Lab, and so forth. Now, I'm looking for another chair that's not too cheap, but not too expensive. That last chair ran me $130. It was actually $99 with like $30-something for shipping. And it came in a really small box. And it came in a box where when I got it, the box literally just broke on me. I was like, Christ on a stick. So, I went online and I went looking. And I saw some nice chairs, but they were asking... Three, four, and five hundred dollars. And I was like, this is way out of my price range. I mean, these are nice yes. chairs. But I will say the more the higher end ones had like really nice warranties, like five, ten year limited life. Fine. That's fine. So uh my friend Cameron, she mentioned a chair that she got by seat So I went out, went on their website, and they had a special. So I looked at the chair and I got their master class one. And that's the chair I'm sitting in now, and it was like 230 bucks. so I ordered it like Friday at like 4 o'clock in the morning, and they say they generally, delivery time is 1 to 5 days. Come to find out, they they have a warehouse over in Jersey City, so I have my chair by Saturday morning. Not bad. Yeah, and it's up and fully assembled within, I had it up and running in about a half hour. So, hold on. Here is the chair right here. And there, there's the old, there's the old one behind me. Now, the seat is a little bit more firmer, which I like. The cushion down here is an inch thicker, and it looks. And when you flip it over to assemble it, it looks like it looks like you know, if you have a minivan and you're taking out the seats, it reminds me of that. Name of the chair? Oppsie. Opseat, o p s e a t dot com. And if you're within the New York City, uh, tri-state area, you're going to it's going to show up at your house the next business day. But so, I went ahead, assembled it. It just feels good, and I will have to say, granted the other chair had lumbar support, but this but the, the, the pillow for that was so hard, so I took it off and I didn't even bother with it. But with this one, it, the lumbar is perfect. It's fine. And in our chat room at twitch.tv slash Anime Jam Session, Wild Spy says, I'll take a chair as an early engagement present. Well, you can take the chair that's right behind me, my child. Come get it. It's yours. <laughs> I'm serious. Drive up and take it. It's yours. You can have it. You'll have to deal with the gas cylinder for, from time to time. But other than that... Now, one thing about these gaming chairs, they always say it's rated for a certain weight class. Which is why I got the last one. It says it's weighted for about 250, 255 pounds. So I guess I'm a little, you know, around that area. Which started to kind of drop down and so forth, you know. So, this one is rated for 300 and I'm perfectly okay with that. And they have two different models. The Master, which is basically for, if you're just regular dude, regular person. And the Grandmaster, if you just if you're a little husky. It has the seat is basically six inches wider that's the only major difference but it feels good Uh, see It, it just it just feels a lot more comfy and for the first few hours i kept thinking that this chair was a little bit lower than the other one but it's not i think because i have the lumbar back here it just kind of makes me feel different but the way, like I said, the way this back seat, back chair, the back pillow feels, it's, it just feels, it feels a lot better on my back, basically. So, and another thing, um, uh, now, when we started streaming, um, I think the second time, the second week we started streaming, might have been the third week, I had a system meltdown. And I, and I replaced all the parts, and I had to RMA my, my fans, not my fans, my CPU cooler. I got a brand new CPU cooler and they sent me the, the latest model, which works on my processor. So I unplugged everything and I assembled it and I put it back together. And I think that will cause the audio issues for tonight's show. Cause here's the thing. If you don't plug the same device back in the same USB port, it'll come up, but it'll add a number to it, like a two or a three. This now Follow this this is very important when it comes to like audio devices like headsets and mixers because programs that use your headsets and mixers for recording it's already used to like in this case USB mixer if I plug it into a different port it'll be redetected and if it for some reason a shadow device will see it will be there and it'll call it USB mixer 2 or 2 dash audio mixer so whatever program you're using to record you open it up it'll tell you that it cannot find the device so you have to go in and tell it go to this device and said fine that has to follow across the board which is probably why we ran into issues when you couldn't hear me because stream obs streamlines obs was looking for usb mixer 2 not usb mixer so and that's basically my week and day and I think that's basically is it and it you go what what was that?
0: I'm just talking to chat because uh my husband was making an appearance, so I was just like, That's just my husband, I'm giving him directions, you know. I, I, did,
1: I didn't I didn't see I guess I was too busy talking I didn't even see him walk by the screen.
0: No, he just—he's in the back. He's oh. behind my my ginormous head. But yeah, no, he's—he's he's just <laughs> back there. Um, yeah, he's just back there. He's oh, okay. There. All right. Cool. He's home.
1: Yay! All right. Uh, let's see. Housekeeping news. Um, we'll be here. You know, I don't think we're taking any time off anytime soon, or something like that. Um, in the event that one of us won't be here There'll be another person to host the stream Most likely Ichigo will step up and host Or if Wild Spice is available She will host our stream and run the show If not, we'll be off that night And we'll just We may do a Wednesday episode or something like that At an earlier time If something like that does pop up Just follow us on social media And we'll let you know of any updates So,
0: You wanna wave? You wanna say hi to the Twitch? Are you being shy? <laughs> He's being shy, it's okay he says hello
1: though. Again, Wild Spice. What I'm saying is this: in the event one of us is not here to to run the stream, you or Ichigo will run the stream, so we can have an episode. All you got to do is run the stream and follow the outline <laughs> and and record the stream. The stream that way. I and can.
0: And no re- goes for the end of March because I'm here. not going to try and do this while I'm in Japan. Oh, I know,
1: I
2: know. <laughs> But depending the time, on the time ta- but the, the time zone differences will be a mess. Hey, hey, hey. Seat.
1: Depending on the we'll time see. zone, we might call you from Japan.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Oh god. Yeah. I don't know how late we're gonna be up. We've got a lot planned.
1: I so. believe it. I believe it. But uh yeah, that's basically is it. Um
2: us wake you up in the middle of the night. Who is this? Itchigo <laughs>
1: Yeah, but given but given the time zone, it would be like eleven o'clock in the morning over there right now, so
0: Yeah, it would be okay. I think I think it'd be fine.
1: Alright. Now we have the weekly shirt. Uh this week it's my uh it's one of the five or six Sailor Venus Cos uh T shirts that I have. That's all? Yes, I have like five or six. I think all except for one all except for two, they're all black and they one is yellow and one is orange. So this one, I think this I got this off of Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a T.net. Uh, this was one of their like limited like $12 shirts. And it was so popular that they did another run. And there is a variant of this shirt without the blue and so forth. It's a little bit smaller. I don't wear it as much, but I like this one. And as Wild Spice asks in the chat room, do you have a closet of just Sailor Venus stuff? I wouldn't be surprised. I actually don't. But I have a display case, and one section is just Sailor Venus or anything associated with it. Mm. But I would not mind wearing like a white hoodie with a moon on it or something like that The show that I'm Artemis. That I'm okay with.
2: Right. I don't have any, you know, special new t shirt this week, but I do have this. This is a uh, birthday gift from several years ago that a friend of mine bought. It's a Master Ball, which also lights up in the middle like that. Cool. Yeah, I I have a little, like, display case for it. It's right here, you can see. Okay. And you pop it open, you just see the 9-volt battery that powers it. And mostly it just sits on my shelf, you know, just occasionally collecting dust, but... You know, I just decided, hey, well, it feel like showing us off today because, well, uh, you know, it's a birthday gift and birthday's coming up and, you know, a little bit of a theme going for me. But mm-hmm. so, it's- yeah, that's that's what I have today.
0: I guess for my shirt of the day, it's actually more of a shirt dress. And I got it secondhand from a fellow gothy friend of mine. It's from Puss Clothing and it has lovely little scullies and cemetery setting on it
1: so yay! and i also noticed you have pink headphones tonight
0: yeah these are actually my headphones that i got from toreba uh if you guys know that crane game app i actually won with my free credits that you get when you first join and then i had it shipped to me free with their seven day allowance of free so i got these headphones completely free from toreba it, so they just, you
1: know, they work so well with your hair
0: <laughs> this is actually one of my wigs. I thought it'd be fun to try, and when I'm on the stream to, with you guys, to wear a wig on occasion and do like a weekly wig or something fun like that.
1: That would so. be cool. I'm all for that. I mean, <laughs> Mako has weekly plushes, you know. I got the shirt. You could do something like a weekly wig or something. I don't. I don't care. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So this is my weekly wig. This is not my real hair, guys. Um, but it is very close. And this is actually probably one of the wigs I'll be taking with us to Japan so that i can wear my hair up sometimes but then also have something
1: nice yeah and don't forget if you like us support us uh Kofi.com ficom slash anime jam session and streamlabs.com slash anime jam session um i don't know how to make them like active links but if you go there you can give us a couple bucks the money just goes back into running the website and just keeping the bandwidth up and so forth and just equipment that we would need to keep the show running that's basically is it so you know and speaking of equipment, uh, Ranger Serena says, "I'm in Jersey and about to do upgrades on my gaming PC. Okay, go to Micro Center. There's one in North Jersey. Go there and get the parts that you need. Me personally, I highly recommend going with AMD Ryzen, but whatever works. But as for the chairs, go to seat. They they their warehouse is in Jersey City. You'll have your chair the next day if you order it. Telling you." Yes, and as Bob Coffey says, AMD Ryzen is legit, bro. Um, I need to send you, i I need to send you pictures of my of my rig. I think you're going to like it. It's, is a reason why it's called Fallen Angel for a reason. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now that we got some of the shenanigans out the way, we're gonna do Capsule Con 2019 with Ichigo Gami.
2: Oh boy! All right.
0: Yay, super fun. I was a super old lady at this con. Um. Yeah. So I didn't attend on Thursday or Sunday. However, all of the days otherwise that I attended Katsucon were very much jam-packed and full of crazy Katsucon action. So we're gonna sip some water before we start.
1: Mm. While very you do cool. that, I'm gonna. Speaking of water, I'm gonna grab me a can of seltzer water. So I'll be right
0: back. That's something good to do because yes. uh, it's very important to stay hydrated at Katsucon and. With KatsuCon becoming almost as big as, I mean, I wouldn't say it's as big as DragonCon because it doesn't span as many hotels, but the feeling and the growth this year and last gave it a very much a similar feel to DragonCon, for those of you who have ever been to said convention, Um, with the closed profile event changes that they instituted this year definitely changed the feeling of the con i enjoyed it more than i did last year because of the closed profile event status but it still was a much of a clusterfuck um which is another reason we didn't go on sunday uh so on thursday night uh there were a few parties going on um mostly an unofficial gatsby party which i was told uh that was attended by friends was super fun and super great and a lot of people had costumes that were gatsby inspired if i had attended i would have done a reprise of my kind of vintage poison ivy that i did at dragon con uh this year which was the flapper style i'd done like a dress in a day thing for it but unfortunately i just didn't have the energy i still had a little bit of sewing to do with the last of my fashion sew stuff so that was definitely me staying home so i didn't die um so I definitely did stay home that day, but I was told by friends who attended that it was super fun, and I'm sure with the uh, excitement and the energy that were given to the event, it will probably come again next year um, as a pa- as as opposed to uh, maybe an unofficial event. Maybe it will become an official event. Maybe they'll work with Capsicon to, to make it an official thing. But for now, it is just an unofficial party that occurred with no ties to the convention.
1: Oh, you talk about the Great Gatsby party? Yeah. Trust me, I, uh, I would have been all up in there if I was going to Cats too. Uh, yeah, I would I would have definitely done a revision to my uh 1920s gangster Luigi, which I'm seriously thinking about bringing to uh Zenkai. Uh,
0: I'm
2: gonna miss art, deco deco, like, art deco designs everywhere. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> And the ga- the the Gaylord lends itself to a lot of that luxurious over-the-top kind of styling, especially with the fountains at night and everything like that. Um, I thought it was handled very professionally um, because they posted about things like, if you look like you have had too much or you've partied too hard, um, we are going to make sure you are taken back to your room by your friends or someone Mm -hmm. safe and everything. So for being an unofficial event, I respected the way that they put it on, and I appreciate what they did with it and that they tried to be as safe as possible with the things that they could do. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping next year, uh, if I at least have all my work done, like a good sewer, uh, that I won't have to do that again, and I might actually be able to attend the party like that on Thursday. Uh, for Friday, though, I did not go to bed until 7.30 in the morning. Damn. Because I hate myself and have anxiety. (laughs) But, yeah, so that was my life. Uh, And so I woke up, and, uh, God, what time did we wake up? I think I woke up at noon, um, because I didn't have to be anywhere. Mm. Um, Everything that I had to do had to, like, be part of was on Saturday. So most of the stuff that I did on – was super casual. Uh, For those who were there or saw me or whatever, I mean, later on in the day – I was blue and a zombie. But other than that, um, earlier in the day, I know, man, I love Squid and it's awesome. And uh it was super fun. And I got to get to, uh basically we got there at noon and I got my badge and um God, what else did I even do? I don't even know. Friday was a blur. But it was basically just getting in, getting my badge, uh and making sure everything's good, and because of the way that they have it, again, I mentioned the closed-profile event, it basically meant that you couldn't get into the Hotel the Gaylord or um, most of the convention areas without a badge.
2: Right, uh, right.
0: This was
2: to ghosting. a
0: mm-hmm. lot of ghosters. This was to deter people who weren't going to buy badges, and this was to deter uh, people who would otherwise just lobby con or um, kind of take up space for those who were paying patrons which I know is something that has made a lot of people but about it but at the same point like these conventions are using the space they're paying for it so inherently if you're not paying for the space you're kind of hurting the convention and considering the change it gave to the fact of it not being as clustered as it was last year to the cluster that it still kind of was this year, there was a definite change in the amount of people in the gazebo area and everything like that, and the ability
2: oh to boy, move. The gazebo. Uh gazebo.
0: But unfortunately, it was still pretty damn bad. <laughs> P-
2: now P- now. Uh, now I don't know if you uh, saw a uh, graphic floating around on Twitter, but uh, <clears throat> it's just a tw- it's Twitter says highlights of CatsCon two thousand nineteen. Oh yeah, that. Uh, I
0: don't think so. I think that one uh, passed me by, but... Uh, go it's, go it's, to my
1: Facebook. It, it, you'll see it, because uh, uh, a friend, a mutual friend of ours shared it to my wall.
2: And okay. some of the highlights include people having sex in the hall, people handing out teeth to people.
0: Oh, I knew about the teeth. I knew about Danny,
2: the teeth. Danny DeVito shrines, plural. Yes,
1: one, of, one in the of,
0: elevator.
1: One of my friends made a Danny DeVito shrine.
2: Okay, so... A, yeah. a hentai party that turned into an orgy with cake... Uh, as it's written here. <laughs> and things like throw up everywhere, cops, spill drinks, Big Chungus. No idea what that means. DVD, um, and uh, spare coochie.
1: Big Chungus is basically a play on an old Bugs Bunny cartoon where it shows him as a big guy and it, it became Big Chungus. If you go to uh, knowyourmeme.com, this, it explains it all.
0: Uh, so, this is where it goes into the, uh, you surround yourself with who you want to hang out at cons, and you make your own adventure, like a story. Uh, I definitely don't surround myself with a lot of people who are very pro, um, public displays of affection. So, I didn't experience the orgies or the, uh, sexy times in the hallway, or, um, any of the vomit or anything but I also think that's because that all occurred after hours and I mm-hmm. was definitely gone out of the convention by I want to say the latest I was was Saturday night by like 11 30 12 o'clock maybe 1 a.m. Um, because we were staying at home
2: okay. uh, so, so you missed the uh, hentai party slash cake orgy
1: yeah uh, I mean if you're local to the area there really is no point in like getting a room unless you know if you're gonna if the squad's gonna be there then it's like you know i want to spend the weekend with the squad. i get you know
0: yeah no and and i've had rooms like that where Mm -hmm. we've been in the atrium and i've gotten up at six in the morning and had a coffee date with my friend before all the other stuff happened and everything and you really do want to be local to the convention center if you want to do stuff like that where it's very informal you're not in cosplay yet everybody's in pajamas you just go down you have a coffee before The crazy occurs, especially with how much it's grown now and how crazy and out of proportion to the convention area it's gotten. Um, But uh, since we were traveling in each day, we definitely allowed ourselves sleep time and time to just, like, decompress and everything. So when we were getting in, like, I think the earliest we got in um, was Saturday. But continuing Friday. So, unfortunately, I had rehearsal. And this was something I discussed. Um, I had the amazing, uh, privilege to try, and I'm going to emphasize, try to cosplay with a group of lovely, amazing cosplay ladies. Barry, uh, Fairy Hawk, or, or, uh, Becky Taka, uh, and Pocky Princess Darcy, which was great, because I'd never met her in person Yeah, before. and Barracuda
1: cosplay, yeah.
0: And, yeah. and, yeah, Barracuda, yeah. yeah. So, I got to cosplay with them, unfortunately it took us a little longer to get ready than i had expected and i figured that my rehearsal might be short unfortunately my rehearsal went longer than i anticipated so by the time my rehearsal wrapped up um which was great because all of my fashion friends have never seen me another color before so going in blue was a very (laughs) strange experience for them um but yeah, so they, uh, fortunately, uh, we had some people leave and unfortunately, group kind of disbanded after I finished up my rehearsal, which was mm. the fashion show rehearsal. Um, again, this year it was again run by a lot of community members from the DC, uh, Metro, and Charm City communities of J Fashion. So uh, it was awesome and it's one of the better run departments at KatsuCon, uh, at least from my experience unfortunately because of the way that the timing went on i wasn't able to get pictures with them but you should definitely check out the pictures they got and at otacon we're planning to try again and then i can go and be tay and make the grudge noises and eat pickled squid and and have lots of fun so Love you guys, and hope in the future we can get together again. Um, I just yeah. think it's
1: kind of cool that all four of you have one thing in common. You've all at least done Sailor Senshi cosplay at one time in your life. Three yeah, of I you do, I, did Venus, and two of you did Jupiter.
0: I was going to say, well, I've done Venus as well.
1: Schoolgirl
0: no, girl Venus. No,
1: no, I'm talking Seifuku's.
0: Oh, you're talking Seifuku's? Yes. I mean, eventually, I think, I think the only other Sailor Scout I'd want to do is Mercury. But, like, Jupiter and Mercury are my two faves. Yeah um and and saturn saturn is is adorable babe um but yeah uh so yeah i um, moving on from that basically we wrapped up and i was just tired af because i got you no know, very little sleep um mm. not a good idea to start off your con doing that um but unfortunately my insomnia is always going to be extrapolated by my anxiety yeah um so yeah that was super fun and uh had a great time Super tired. Definitely fell asleep on the car ride home. Then we got back the next day. I want to say, by like, I think we got back by like 10 o'clock because I had to do a panel. So my panel that day was on how to wash that, which was specifically toted to the J fashion side because that's the department I like to work with the most. And so we did one that was like on goth fashion, um, J fashion, kawaii fashion, that kind of stuff and how to wash that because. A lot of that stuff can be very expensive and dry cleaning is not your only option so if you guys have any questions about that definitely contact me or ask questions in the chat or whatever um but yeah so uh had the panel worked with an amazing co-panelist and her significant other and that was super fun and then i was dressed as a dragon that day if any of you are fans of critical role uh friends and i did armored or semi-armored or like not kajinka but like humanized versions of the chroma conclave um and feminized versions for those who are not female dragons basically um i believe the chroma conclave they're all male but we all did like our own feminized versions of like these characters with armor and all that fun stuff so that's pretty cool it was really cool And uh, I have posted some pictures on my social media, so if you haven't had a chance to go see those, I was Brimside, who was um, he's kind of this slimy, skeevy kind of dude. He went by General Krieg in his human form, and he was basically like political discourse dragon, Um, but he's a lightning dragon. And so I did this kind of like Jareth meets blue lightning (laughs) dragon kind of look for him. Um, And I enjoy how it turned out. Uh, But yeah, so that was a super fun group. We actually, this was the first time I'd ever done a professional photography, like contractual obligation, like, like thing that caused me anxiety again. Um, But yeah, I'm just an anxious little potato. So please excuse me. Um, You are a kawaii
1: potato. You can do the thing.
2: (laughs) Um,
0: But yeah, so we worked with Daryl Morgan Photography, uh, who's kind of a local guy to my area. He's very nice. He ended up actually having a panel pretty much right after our photo shoot. So, uh, there was our photo shoot and then there was a critical role gathering. So we, my friends and I went outside, Mm -hmm. took our photo shoot, froze, went back inside, knew there was a photo shoot, uh, another photo shoot going on. I went to that photo shoot, but by that time I was hungry AF. Um, so we ended up going to get lunch right after. And then, uh, it was basically time for me to get ready for the fashion show. So we went, we got food, then we came back and uh, got all my models and everything ready and all that fun stuff. Uh, and well, we did go but after lunch, but before everything else, we did go to Daryl Morgan's uh, photography panel, which unfortunately was lackluster because the con did not have the proper cables for him. They didn't have a Mac adapter for an HDMI cord.
1: See, there's your problem right there. You don't use Macs. You don't use oh unsupported God. devices in <laughs> okay. a general supported environment. Number two, regardless of what the convention has, bring your own shit. Yeah, okay?
0: I bring, I, I bring my own cables now because of the issues I've had with previous conventions. Uh, Doing panels when they don't have VGA cables or then I finally got a new computer So now I can just do HDMI. So that's fun. But yeah, no, that's a pain in the ass So yeah, a lot of his panel was basically just kind of sitting there waiting for him to get ready Unfortunately, which I mean at the tail end he kind of caught up and he had a nice little handout that I think was just a generalized handout um that I got pictures of so if any of you want to see that you can definitely ask me or whatever and I'll share that with you guys but it was basically just like the different rules like the basic rules of photography um, and then yeah then we went and got ready for the fashion show um, which was great actually it was one of the better fashion shows that I've been a part of Again last year was the first time they'd done this so this year was nice because of the changes they were able to institute and all that fun stuff the only problem was It was so late at night. And then I was so tired. Um, But, yeah, so they have a nice setup. Uh, We were able to do everything. It was really cool. Uh, Once a video gets released, because I know there were a few unofficial videos taken of that, you can definitely keep an eye on my social media and my YouTube channel or any of that. I'll try and share it with you guys. Um, And then, of course, uh, my husband also was great. He's a little Shutterfly. He got me a lot of great photos. So, um, yeah, that was great. And then all my friends, all my indie designer friends who were there presenting did a great job with the show. Overall, like, it was just a good show. It left people with good feeling. And then there was a designer's Q&A afterward. So that was fun. Now, the only downside with that was that there was an hour break between the show and the Q&A. So because it was so late at night and then there was that break, it was nice because I was able to get stuff to my car. But it also... I feel like deterred a lot of people from showing up afterward because they would leave for an hour and go do rave or whatever else stuff they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, just forget. So thankfully that department is one of the better ones to taking feedback. So they've already asked us and what changes and stuff to institute. So next year it'll be better. Yay!
1: And as Theo X 75 says in, a, in, a, in our chat at our Twitch TV slash anime Jam session, he says, bring or bring your own cables. I mean, yeah.
2: Always, you know He knows what's up
1: Exactly
0: But yeah, so then um After the q and I was basically wiped uh And so we ended up just going home uh, By the time we got home It was almost 2am I want to say mm-hmm. So it was It was a long day So then Sunday, I mean we did I think at one point In this weird menagerie of stuff I did during the weekend We did like A quarter of the merchants hall and then like some of the artist alley yeah um because i have my i have friends that are in photo suite and stuff and they're in the back of artist alley so i like to go visit them but they also had a satellite photo space which was super cool this year uh which you could get like four photos for 20 bucks and they had backdrops and everything in a place that i uh, was easy to get to so that was kind of a neat thing and i hope to see that again next year cool um yeah, on Sunday I woke up and I went, It's noon. Uh, I won't be making it back.
1: <laughs> I'm an old lady, okay. So it's I, it's, I, it's I, like from it's like from from lethal weapon. I'm getting too old for this
0: shit. Yeah, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, hauling yeah, yourself out of
2: bed on Sunday morning for the last day of the con is kinda of, kind of a strenuous
0: It's strenuous but also like most of it was going to be people having to check out by 11 a.m. anyway and then I heard that there was like a five hour backup traffic on on, uh, 295 and all this other stuff to like for people getting back from the convention so I was just kind of like nope big old nope nope. so yeah I definitely stayed home on Sunday Mm -hmm. but it was overall for the convention pros and cons um I enjoyed the convention. We'll probably be back. Um, uh, The only things I think I had... Oh, I guess talking about the teeth thing. So uh, there was a mixture of stories with that. One was that uh, it was a booth that was selling them, and they were to throw at (sighs)
1: Momo-kun. Can can I Uh, say something, please? Why? Can I say
0: something? I don't know. Like... my friends who found the teeth in the beginning were at the Lolita slumber party Mm. and they found one in the bottom of someone's shoe. And they were like, uh, did somebody lose this tooth? Like, what? And then people just kept finding them in piles around the convention, in a bathroom, in an elevator, in a corner, in the basement. Like, and people were like, why are there teeth? And they weren't real teeth. They were fake teeth, Mm -hmm. but they were, like, dentistry grade, so they looked real. And it was just kind of like, and then I got a mixed signal of, like, there to throw at Momo-kun. And I was like, uh, okay, but why? Like, what's the connection with teeth? And no one ever made the connection with teeth. So there is still a story out there that is untold
1: of why. Let me just say this. I understand Momo-kun's done some outlandish stuff. I get it. I totally understand it. But we're at a point where, you know what? Leave the child alone. We haven't heard anything out of her in a while. So maybe she's finally gotten her stuff together. Maybe. I'm just saying there are actual people on Twitter that actually stalk her social media for her to, to trip up and just explode. don't y'all have anything else better to do? I'm just saying, you know? Yeah,
0: I mean like that's the thing, is that yeah. like that I feel that's where a lot of the story yeah. was coming from. But honestly, the only thing that like my friends and I were, were like thinking about even we weren't even thinking about her. Like, she was just there to go to a convention. We don't know what's going on, whatever. That's her life. Like, she's doing her thing. And it was just kind of weird that they were finding these piles of teeth, and then there was some connection with that. Okay. And, I mean, people just kept finding teeth throughout the weekend. Right. So that was a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, I heard that apparently one of the vendors was selling it. And, so yeah. I don't know if a vendor was selling the teeth. I I don't know. Sources have not been confirmed, but... People
1: found cheap this time. Well, um, yeah, I, 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 will say this. There's been a couple of things I've been seeing coming out of Cat Uh Number one, uh, supposedly, allegedly, one of the vendors, OTP, they sell a lot of the dojins oh, and stuff yeah, like that. Boring. They had a fake service dog with them. Two. Oh
2: Two. boy. Supposedly, I
1: don't. Okay, I don't well. know the full story behind it, but neither do i but this is just this is yeah.
0: stuff from the internet we're just gonna get that the,
1: disclaimer and i'll say this i mean i understand if you need uh, if you need like a service dog or someone i totally understand it. i totally respect that but just to have one just because and you don't have that's not really a i don't know, i just can't get behind that that's just as bad as that one year at katsu somebody got upset they couldn't bring an emotional support attachment bird with them
0: I thought that that was the girl. I thought that was in an airport.
1: The peacock? No, place. no, no. This was a couple. This was about two, three years ago. Somebody got upset they could not bring an emotionally support attached bird to the con. The con said they couldn't bring one.
0: Oh, I think I remember what. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I remember that story. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so. And, yeah, uh, there were a little weird things
1: that occurred this year. And, um, and but. The, the other thing. Think, yeah. The, the other thing is. People complaining about you know having to pay extra for people in the hotel room. All right, I'm going to explain something to you. When you book your room at that rate, nine times out of 10, it'll say, for example, 159 a night, two people. And underneath that, it'll say 169 or 179, or it'll just say plus and a certain amount of number. Granted, a lot of times, a lot of hotels will skip past that. You book your room, you grab your keys, and you go. And to be perfectly honest, the ho- the hotel is booked, so they make their money. But now it's coming down to like at the Gaylord because it was closed. You have to have everybody on your reservation. Each person got a key. You can't sit there and say, "Oh, I lost my key," because they will. You'll have to tell them who you're rooming with. Okay. Because okay, if you so, do no,
0: that, that it, was actually at the Hampton Inn. So no, no, it was gay, also the Gaylord. It had the names on it too?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, see, at I'll get to the Hampton in just a sec, but at the Gaylord it was like that. And if you lost your key, whoever when you, when you got a replacement key, the room holder would get hit with a fee of anywhere between 25 and 75 bucks.
0: So yeah, no, so yeah. that also happened at the Hampton Inn, mm-hmm. which is the hotel that is directly across from the Gaylord. If you guys have never been to the National Harbor, it's probably... like three hotels in the immediate vicinity yes. of the Gaylord, and then the MGM, which is up the road. Um, so there's this area where there's a lot of hotels. Um, unfortunately, and I'm sure you guys have experienced this before, ending up in a bathtub in a hotel room, mm. because there's 11 people yeah. in your hotel.
1: Um, <laughs> and sleeping crisscross shh.
0: The Hantan <laughs> tried to deter that by making it so that you had to have a non-removable, vinylized wristband because the accommodations allowing for their hospitality usage so you couldn't remove it or mm-mm, if you mm-mm, lost mm-mm, the band there was a $75 mm-mm, fee. Mm-mm, mm-mm,
1: you mm-mm.
0: also had to have a name on all of all your attendees listed so that they knew who was in your hotel
1: room. Hold up, hold up uh, hold up hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah I stayed at the Hampton Inn for magfest. That's not what happened. They used, the no, same, no, no, they used the same no No, they use the same rules from for mag for Katsu. It was removable. It was taped on. If you took it off, you had to hit you, would, you had to pay like ten or fifteen dollars. If it was damaged, you brought them the original and they will replace it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that I guess that's the way yeah. they handled it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh from stuff sources that I read online, it stated mm-hmm. that it was if you lost the band, it was gonna be a seventy five dollar fee. Um or if you lost your keys uh, it would be a, like, I guess, return them all before you get replacement keys. Like, return all the other keys before you get replacement keys. Um, you had to have all the names of the people because they didn't want people abusing the free breakfast and the other amenities in the hotel.
1: Which makes um, sense. Now, another thing. We have, we, when it, we've gone to cons for years. And getting into the rooms, the technology has evolved. We've gone from the key to the swipeable key card now to the tappable key card. There are hotels where they can encode your key card to your phone. So
2: yep. you just wave your phone yes. as a lock.
1: I would say if you're going to, if you're going to hotel, do that, that way you don't have to worry about losing your key card, you know? Yep. And the last thing is people were complaining about the, about the alcohol in the rooms mm-hmm. because it, from what I, from, from the screenshots I saw and you signed up on that paper or whatever, you are not allowed to have alcohol Within the hotels, and everybody's laughing about it, making fun of it, and getting pissed off about it. Uh, Listen, my people. That rule has been around for a very long time. Regardless of the event, ninety-nine percent of most hotels do not want you bringing outside alcohol in. They want you to drink at their bar. Now, if you
0: they want to make
2: and pay yes. money for it. Too. If you
1: want to bring alcohol in, you I, this is what you do. Most all hotels have different entrances park bring your stuff up later that night go through an alternate entrance grab your alcohol and bring it in or make sure your alcohol is with your clothes or whatever it's wrapped a certain way where they don't even know just have yeah, a little that's common sense i always, sense. Do. I always yeah. like put an in my suitcase it. yeah just have a little common sense about that you know but yeah you,
0: you've so seen me
2: do it yes of times, mm-hmm. Rama.
1: yes
0: and then also the um badge thing. So there were a lot of people who were upset with the closed profile event status of this particular event and the fact that when they lost their badge or in some cases people reported stolen badges that they had to pay a discounted price to replace said badge and mm-hmm. that there was not a system in place to give a temporary or a certain badge holder status to make sure that they could get a replacement badge or something like that. Now There are other conventions that do the same closed profile event status and they do have the same or similar structure as far as making you replace your badge for a discounted price. I'm not saying it's always going to be fair. Um, and I'm not going to say that it's always going to be super amounts of fun and that everybody's always going to be able to do this. But unfortunately that's the direction that Mm -hmm. conventions are going in. Mm -hmm. Um, If you feel like you need to take your badge off at a convention for any reason, this can be you're having your holder or handler hold it for you because you want to get a photo without your badge. um, It's tied to your backpack um, and you think it should be secure. um, All this other stuff, like if people have a bad intent and they see the vulnerability of whatever thing is happening, it could be on the back of your backpack it could be in tied in a way that you think is just indestructible or whatever but people can take knives to stuff that plastic is malleable it can break it's brittle like if people have bad intent they will take your badge
1: no matter what but but that but but it's good that's that's not that's not the point here though
0: i know no but i'm also going to make the other point of like if you're going to take your badge off have someone you trust hold it I don't usually recommend placing your bag down at all because there are people with intent, and especially because Castagon has gotten so crowded, people can just, oh, there's a crowd walking by in between you and your York, bag. Like, and
2: then walk off
0: with it. And Look, walk off with
2: it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like I said on one into groups. There are things you can do. You don't have to follow, but here's the suggestions. You know, have it around your neck. Tie it around your belt loop. I've done I've done the belt loop thing and put the badge in my pocket. I have actually tied my my badge around my bag. But my bag, there's a pocket in the front. And I've stuck it in the pocket. Because all you and I just to, all you gotta do is show the badge at checkpoint. So keep it in the yep. back, something like that. Yes. And as Theo says, don't con badges come with name and picture? No, they do not. The only time that they do, if you are staff, you have that they will come with a name yes they will if you if you pre-reg but with a picture nope. not so much nope. no.
0: not even if you pre-reg at least not for yeah. me um for Katsucon's badges this year they at least for panelists now i can't say for pre-reg pre-reg mm-hmm. i think even for my husband's badge because he pre regged and he didn't have his name on it he had to write it down yeah you had to write your name on it and then they suggested ...that you write your phone number on the badge in mm-hmm. case it goes missing so that they can call you or lost and found can get in touch with you. Now, I know yep. for privacy reasons, there are a lot of people, especially minors, that might not feel comfortable see, doing See, See, here's the
1: thing. There is no reason for you to put your phone number on your... Oh, I see a reason, but there really isn't one in this aspect of each badge has a number. And let's say that badge gets turned into registration... They can go into the database with that number, pull up the information, and contact that person. Now, as for paying for the badges, I feel if you lose your badge, you should pay half the price that you originally paid. Now, I back in the day, they used to give you a complimentary badge if you replaced it, but if it lost, but it got, people abused the system. So this yep. is what we were dealing with. I say, you know, maybe the first time, first time you let it slide maybe if not you pay half the original price of the of the replacement badge now let's say within 24 hours or something like that somebody finds your badge and turns it in you can get the original back and get a refund on the replacement badge or a partial now, refund Now, I'm like not that.
0: sure if Katsucon did have an alternative way of handling if you found your badge after the fact because I didn't see that story any stories like that floating around but i'm sure i know otakon does that if you lose your badge you find it you get a refund Mm. but i mean like don't quote me on that because i just i remember hearing stories of people doing that but as far as like i believe katsukon probably would Mm. do that if you lost your badge and then you find it and then you turn it back in well Um, you know but yeah in general like i think a lot of it is just to prevent People who are or looking or are looking to either get a super discounted badge or a free badge that they just ghost the convention, whatever yeah. they can go in and go, oh, I'm getting a badge. Um, I lost my badge. I need an, a replacement. So that's the reason a lot of the times that people try to abuse the system. So that's a reason why a lot of these times they don't have these easy styles of replacing your badge because people have abused it so much.
1: Yeah but you know it, it is what it is and I, I look at it like for example in new york city there is now a $1 fee for a metro card mm. so many people complained but i tell you what you do not find stacks of abandoned metro cards floating all over the stations and so forth and when you
2: see you, used tickets all over the place yeah
1: not anymore i mean you see them scaring sparingly but not as bad as it used to be and even though these Metro cards have an expiration date, when you've run it through the machine, if it's on the verge of, expi- of expiring, they will issue you a brand new card and transfer the funds over. It's something. So, you know, it's it. Oh. That's that. And I think it, we should move on. Yeah. So. But, yeah, um, yeah. in general... I feel weird
2: because I've never had, had any of these kind of problems with the, with the badges or whatnot. Here's
1: the thing. Most people won't have these issues, but some will, and this is what it comes down to.
0: It- it's the whole, like, the few affected main like, the majority. Mm-hmm. So I will be returning to Katzakon. I hope that it, it either they um, change the way that they handle the amount of crowding and stuff. I know it's become kind of a destination convention for cosplayers, for people who want to get a lot of pictures in the setting and everything, because that's kind of what Katzakon's become known for. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same point, I feel like they are very much uh, outgrowing the area they're in the Gaylord is starting to get to the point i think that it just cannot handle the amount of people that are attending this convention and i hope to see them either maybe try and use the locations that they have nearby such as the conference centers or
1: something like that or maybe i don't know up- no no but here's the thing look okay. i think this is the last part and we should move on because i think we yeah. we've gone way over time for yeah. this
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Magfest hit thirty thousand people, yeah. But you couldn't tell there was thirty thousand yeah. people because it was spread out. They actually had a heated hallway to the other to the smaller area for tabletop gaming. So whatever Magfest is doing, Capitcon needs to do. But we all know the main issue, the the bottleneck is the. Gazebo and it's it and that's that so you know,
0: yeah, and that Mm -hmm. seems to be a large issue Um, I know that there are ways that they could probably figure out the system And I know a lot of that is just gonna be growing pains and learning to accommodate that But i'm hoping in the next few years that they figure out a way to do that because unfortunately It's one of those things that I just it cuts my enjoyment of a specific Mm -hmm. event because not only the bottlenecking in the gazebo But also in the town that's underneath there were points that I legitimately saw people, lines of people having to like courtesy like out of courtesy stop for one another to pass by only the size of a person. and this was people in bulky costumes. this was people in normal clothes, all that fun stuff. So they either need to have better line management or better management of hallways because there yeah. were a lot of places where it was the only place you could get in and out via that particular pathway and there was just a mismanagement. So overall good con. We'll be back. Hope that there's more management and things get solved. But yeah, that's CatsuCon, guys.
1: And as Theo seventy five says, the dollar tap cards are minor. People need to stop being cheap or stop being careless and lose them. Oh, you got a point there. So you know. Now, moving right along in the aspect of voice, uh, of conventions, um, another hot topic people have been talking about lately is Vic Mignogna, and it's been oh, a boy. giant cluster f and we, for the most part, we have tried our best to avoid a lot of what's going on. I've had to block a few people from the pages who come in running their mouth. I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I, no. And I'll say it once, I'll say it again. Uh, we here at Anime Jam Session, staff and everybody, we believe the victims. We, we do not stand with Vic. We understand what's going on and we just can't do that. So, it is, and that's it. That. And if you like, and if you don't, if you think that's not fair of us, it is what it is. Just deal with it. Now, in regards to that, um, something interesting has been going on with a uh, convention. Uh, I believe it's in Florida called Pensacon. It seems Pensacola, that they're
2: Pensacola, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, Pens- yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, that's Florida.
1: Yeah. Basically, they are threatening um, to arrest attendees for speaking about Vic and so forth. Basically, they're saying that do not ask the voice actors and actresses about the interactions with Vic. Don't do it. Because if one per, if everybody gets in on it, they're going to... They're basically saying, you know, that's harassment and we're going to contact the police. That's the long and short. But they've been backtracking and trying to resolve things. Basically, uh, let, me, let me close this out of here. No, we, we don't need that. And as, as it basically said, this all this was on their Twitter account as well. And like one co- reply back, they said, no, but as Wilbur said, I never said I was going. Pensacola responded with, but the people you're encouraging to do so and harass the guests will be arrested. Mark our words on it. This is a warning. Heed it. And to be perfectly honest, I do not blame the convention for doing so. It's one thing if you ask an innocent question, but if you're going to ask a loaded question that's going to get the ball rolling about a lot of stuff, that's... That's, uh, that's where the problem is. And the issue is is that a lot of people are like, I stand with Vic, and they believe everybody else is lying and so forth, and it's like...
2: Then they're no. just a bunch of victim-shaming asses. Th-
1: they're a bunch you. of victim-shaming incels who still live in their parents' basement who have never seen a real woman in their entire life.
2: <laughs> that too.
1: Yeah. And, and basically, this is what they, they said at the end. We understand your point and appreciate it. Unfortunately, in this case, it is personal. In addition to threatening Monica, these people have threatened our staff as well as everything from making false rape claims to insulting our families and saying they would stage an incident and call us racist and all manner of horrible stuff that we don't want to discuss that has been passed on to the police. We just want to have a convention that is fun and safe for everyone, but if we don't expose these folks, they think they will win. They're online bullies and we can't allow that to stand. Sorry if that is something that upsets you, but we want them to understand that their actions have consequences. You know, and I'm friends with a couple of staffers' at the upcoming convention that Monica Rial is going to, and I've been told they're doing their the best, you know, for extra security and so forth. I'm alright if, if I'm at one of her pals and somebody starts something, I'm going to call them out on it. And like, this is not the time nor the place for it, you know. And in doing so. I believe I'm not saying that Vic fully understands what what's going on here, because his first apology it just seemed like it was, oops, I got caught out there. Let me apologize because I can. And then it's like another apology came up and it's like, I'm sorry. And now he made an, another apology, a full statement about what's going on. Now, some people were saying that he should have said something from Jump. Now, my thing is, when these accusations start, he might have been in the right place to say something about it. And it's always best when it comes to these accusations to speak from a clear head, not from an emotional heart, because it's going to get really discombobulating. So, the long story short, the, the, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read off one paragraph here. No. Actually, I'm not going to. I'm just going to summarize this. He's basically saying he is thankful and grateful for the work he's done. And he apologizes to his colleagues and he, had, he didn't realize how bad some of it was or the animosity. And that he's going to take this time out to recommit to God and seek the help of a counselor. and And he says at the end, Please be kind to one another. The very last thing is for anyone to be hateful target, especially not on my behalf. Okay. I will say this. I have been accused many a times of outlandish stuff. Most of it, I'd say 99% of it is false. People run their mouth, whatever. I apologize for whatever, because I'm just like, I don't need this in my life. Let's just be chill and civil with each other. But sometimes it doesn't always work that way. So... I'm at the point where, you know, it is what it is. I will do my best to be a better person. There are people out there who feel that I have never changed from who I was 10, 15 years ago. There are people who have known me for 20-plus years like who can say that, oh, Ronda has changed. He's become a better person. I, I'm just hoping that between all of this, Vic re- truly realizes what has happened and the end results of all of this. And I truly hope that he is Uh, sorry for his actions I truly hope that he finds his own redemption within himself to be a better person you know I feel that he should reach out to his colleagues and just give individual apologies and just try to be a better person it's you gotta not just talk the talk but walk the walk as well so and I also feel just about everybody should get a second chance at doing things right. But just because you are given that second chance, that does not mean that other people will accept that second chance. So I just hope that, you know, he becomes a better person. That's it. That's all it comes down to. And Theo X 75 says, let's hope Vic is legit and it's not through his PR handler. Well, we'll see. I'm just like, either or, after all of this, he does come through and just says, you know, this is a better person. And I hope that he is keeping tabs on social media and seeing some of what his fans are doing. And I hope he is telling these fans don't do this, not to do this. Alright? So... Due diligence, my friend. Due diligence.
0: And then a second thing, too, is
1: Mm -hmm.
0: victims who suffer from this even when you, if, if there are people out there, this is just friendships, this is just instances where maybe you and somebody else's personality don't get along or, or even instances of extreme things and you, if you as a person, try and go and make it right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that the people that you've affected in a negative way have a responsibility to you to forgive and forget. There will be a lot of people that still dislike him or hate Mm -hmm. him or Mm -hmm. just don't want to be near someone who've done them wrong. Mm -hmm. And there are things that you can't heal sometimes. So that's just something to think about. You know, the people don't have a right to being vindicated, vindicated when they've done something wrong by people who don't feel comfortable doing that. So that's just something to keep in mind.
1: And one thing is like, what I do every year is like I reflect like in December, January, I always reflect back on the year. And, you know, if I realize I have done somebody wrong or something, I'll reach out to make amends. And I do that for my personal gain, my, per, my personal mental health. Now, if the person doesn't accept what it is, yeah, it'll hurt me. But in the long run, I'll feel better because I got it off my chest and I did what I could to rectify the situation. Now, somewhere down the line, they may show up and be like, da, da da da, and I'll be like, okay, cool. You know, and that's, that's the way I look at it now. And I know we're talking about a lot of cr- crazy stuff here. And we got one more article about something chaotic and I am thoroughly disgusted by it. And I don't, and I'm just like, what, what kind of a person would do something like that? Now. A West Coast cosplay photographer by the name of Michael Benedict. He actually owned up to the fact that he admitted to the fact that he has filmed individuals in changing room without their consent. Why would you do something like that?
2: (sighs) Oh God.
1: Now I have worked with cosplayers and we've done shoots. Um we have never really shot at my house, but my bathroom, they, they use. And what do I do? I sit and watch TV, or I fix them something to drink or whatever, and then we go where we got to go. I I guess it's his kink or his fetish, but it's not something that's just, I find very disrespectful, you know, to do.
2: It's going to be somebody's fetish, that's for mm-hmm. sure.
1: Yeah. He, basically, he has owned up to this, and he's... And he's apologized for it. And all he's asking for is forgiveness. And he's leaving the community. And so forth as a whole. And I think that's like the smartest thing to do. But it seems... I was going
0: to say. For those who are not aware of this particular article. He was caught having a uh, miniature camera or spy camera within his changing room that he had for specifically the use of cosplayers and models who change to the point of skin. Mm -hmm. Like... That's that's what this situation is. Thank, so it's
1: Thank you, Ichigo. Thank you. Of, yeah,
0: it's, it's not just a matter of somebody going down to a swimsuit level or something like that, which is still completely wrong or anything like that. But it's a matter of he had this. There was not consent exchanged between the people. And I don't believe anyone was underage in this instance, but that still does not lessen the effect that it had on the people mm-hmm. he
1: was dealing with. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's absolutely absurd, you know. Yeah. And as, some, as one person said, this what he's doing is not manning up. Manning up is actually going to the police. And I would say yeah. I mean, what you bas- what this dude basically did is not just principle, but actually against the law, you know? Yeah. And now yeah. And according to my understanding, all of his victims are banding together with a lawsuit to handle this. So I really think that he should, you know, go to the police, you know, And the last thing anybody wants to do is go to the cops over something that they did because you might do jail time, to this and that. But you know what? What you did, bro, was against the law. And maybe if you ask for leniency, you might get it. Now, I understand there's probably a lot of people are saying, you know, lock him up, make him do hard time, yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine. But if he is truly sorry about what he did and he's working on doing the right thing, this goes back to what I said previously maybe he is allowed a chance at redemption to make things right. And if he gets this chance of redemption and still screws it up, lock the man up and throw away the key.
0: The downside to this, Ratna Mm -hmm. is the fact that he actually did this Mm -hmm. probably knowing because he's not going on like a point of insanity or anything that this was explicitly wrong. Right. So when you're talking about a redemption quality, you also have to think about like, then where is that line? Where is the allowance, and why, considering that he did the, effectively went to the point of, oh, I'll ask for forgiveness after the fact,
1: knowing that my actions are wrong.
2: Mm-hmm. A little too late after that. Yes. Huh? Same,
1: same so, thing about the whole Vic thing. I kept saying too little, too late at this point. You know. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, I, I'm. I. That's just lots of shit going down in our communities.
2: Yeah, I no, miss the days of just people getting in the fist fights over the gazebo.
1: Let them fist fight over the gazebo. I'll be right behind them with, with, with a box matches. Oh my god! Burn it down. Yep, as the song goes, burning down the house.
2: I'll jump off the fifth floor black balcony, drop an elbow on the damn thing first. Bar
1: on! Bark on. The gazebo's ruined! That
2: gazebo had a family. <laughs> Stop the
1: damn match! Stop the damn match Okay, alright. Alright, Ichigo, what's going on with Japanese Seiyu? It looks it seems like the whole Me Too movement has gone has traveled overseas.
0: Considering how badly Mm -hmm. the Japanese community also handles these particular types of instances and how much it is about, especially with the instances of the idol stabbings that we talked about months ago and other instances of sexual assault or harassment, the voice actress Hiroko Konishi shared her Me Too story. Mm. Voice actress Hiroko Konishi, who is best known for voicing Sei Sawana Noguchi, in Magic Users Club,
1: I remember that anime.
0: Sena Wakabayashi in You're Under Arrest, and Akane Kimidori in Dr. Slump wrote That's an article one. on the Japanese online news website, Irona, sharing her thoughts on the Me Too movement in Japan, as well as her own experience with harassment from her superiors. The article is titled, My Tell All Story About the Demons Lurking Within the Voice Acting Industry. In the article, Konishi shares a story from when she was active in the industry 20 years ago and how she was coerced into going into mixed bathing springs alone with her manager and an anime director. She was told to go into the springs naked with the director in order to thank him for all the assistance he had given her. She was later told that the director would sometimes go in on pleasure trips and that her manager brought her along to teach her about how the industry worked. However, because she refused to get in the bath with the director at the time, she was later shunned and denied voice acting roles. Konishi previously shared an abridged version of this story on Twitter last year. Although the male anime director from the story is left unnamed in the article, her tweets identified him as Akitaro Daichi, or director of Fruits Basket. The long-running children's anime, Prince Makaru, um, and Konishi was meant to originally voice a character from Jubei-chan 2, Counter-Attack of Siberia Yagyu, another anime that was directed by Daiichi but was removed from the role. She said the character in Jubei-chan, the ninja girl, secret of the lovely Eye Patch, was originally modeled after her and her hometown of Kawago also inspired the work. When the sequel anime was being made, Konishi said that her role in developing the work was concealed. In the same tweet thread, Konishi revealed that she quit her role as Ojaru Maru from Prince Nakuru after she found out that her voice was being used for Ojaru Maru merchandise without her permission. When she complained to her agency about it, she was told that she was being cheeky and that she would not be able to work in the animation industry unless she kept quiet. The NHK denied Konishi's claim that they've used her voice without permission. In her Tello article, Konishi not only proved more context to the incident, but also spoke about the problems of sexual harassment within Japan and the voice acting industry in more detail. Quote, Japan has had its own lukewarm hashtag MeToo movement as such. There were articles written about why I quit my role as a Jaramaru in relation to the hashtag MeToo issue. However, I've realized keenly that women in Japan face harassment on a different level compared to the West due to women being in a weaker position. She said that when she was active in the industry, it was common for anime staff to go on trips and attend drinking parties together. And this, honestly, this drinking thing is not only Mm
1: -hmm.
0: specific to the anime industry. A lot of Japanese culture, especially business culture, is done around drinking. Um, And mentioned that there was a lot of social pressure for her to attend as well. There was a wide unspoken assumption that voice actors had to hustle themselves to get work. This was how she ended up going on the aforementioned trip to the Mixed Bathing Hot Springs with her manager in Daiichi despite feeling very uncomfortable throughout it. At the time, this is a quote, at the time the head of the agency I was at even said things like, you have to sell yourself. And the other female voice actors at the agency c- would whisper amongst themselves about how you can't get by with just being a good actor. Konishi explained. Konishi initially thought the hot spring visit was just a regular social gathering. But she got a bad feeling on the car ride when her manager asked her if she'd brought a swimsuit. She wondered why she had to wear a swimsuit when she thought she was going to bathe without any men around her. Mm -hmm. Her manager then told her threateningly that she needed to provide service. (sighs) Oh, boy. Onishi told herself that the manager was just making a joke until they arrived at a mixed bath open-air hot spring. After getting into the water at the women's only bath, she realized that none of her her fellow voice actresses were around, despite the fact that they should have been in a group. Konishi realized that they had worn swimsuits and had gone to the mixed bath. After that realization, she bathed by herself with a feeling close to guilt. Later, she was asked by the staff why she didn't come to the mixed bath, and she responded that she didn't bring her swimsuit. They laughed and replied, you didn't need to wear a swimsuit. Konishi was never invited to Oh, oh, and then uh, was it, I'll never forget the way my manager laughed sardonically beside me, Konishi wrote. Konishi was never invited to similar pleasure trips again, and the incident took its toll on her career. She said she was reminded of an incident last year when the head of NHK's Saga Prefecture branch intruded on the women's bath area at a hot spring being used by female staff. Although Konishi noted that her own story did not involve a man shamelessly intruding on a women's bath, the hot springs were still a place where women were manipulated through power differences and group psychology. She stated that none of the women could truly consent to the actions they performed in that setting because they feared they would lose work if they did not comply.
1: Mm.
0: Voice acting is the kind of work where your voice is the product. And many believe that besides having your acting skills, they also need to plug themselves. Konishi explained, Of course, you need the ability to promote yourself in an industry, but with voice acting, there's no moderation. Harassment is rampant in this industry. And because voice actors take on work as freelance contractors, you're led to think that you'll only continue to get jobs as long as you stay quiet. Konishi remarked that these tendencies have been exacerbated when the anime became a subculture targeted at adults rather than simply a pastime for children. These days there are more voice actors. Aiming for popularity of an online idol. And they do things like gravure shots in magazines, which Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know what gravure is, it basically means adult content. Um, Sell CDs and do performances at anime and game events. Rather than aiming to be actors, they aim to be idols. This shift hasn't come without consequences, though. Their success has hinged on the demons hidden within the industry. She shared a personal story she heard from a friend in the industry whose husbands had been having adulterous affairs with numerous voice actresses at that time. This was such an open secret that one of the voice actresses involved in the affairs actually told her. This is how it works in the industry. Upon confronting her cu- husband about the issue, though, the friend was physically abused. They have divorced, and Konishi's friend now works and raises their child as a single mother. Konishi also recounted another story where a manager physically struck one of the voice actors he worked with because he was angry at her for being late to a meeting. When the incident was reported to the head of the agency, the manager claimed that he acted within his means, and the head let him off without any punishment. Konishi felt uneasy about this resolution and eventually quit the agency because of it. By saying that he acted within his means, the manager also reduced the voice actor to a shameless hustler, Konishi wrote. She remarked that when actors are reduced to hustlers, they become stereotyped as people who would do anything for attention and whose acting skills are only secondary to their work. This distorts the relationship between managers and their talent and makes voice voice actors feel obligated to appease these demons. Konishi concluded the article by stating, there's a mountain of other stories I would like to unveil, but that these would have to be stories for next time. She stressed that it was important to share these stories not just for the implications they have about the voice acting and entertainment business, but because they shed light on the inequalities within the human relationships. I understand hashtag MeToo movement uh, about unfi- ending, sorry, unfair relations and making our society healthier, of course. But there are worries about human rights violations when an accuser comes forward. And that's why we need to exercise due diligence. But I don't want the MeToo wave to stop. It is correcting awful traditions, which have gone on for too long, and it's changing society for the better. I don't mind if it simply becomes an experiment that worked somewhere. People may be able to use these public stories to drive away the demons in their own lives. Now then, who will be the next demon lord to get scattered to the winds? Well, now. Sorry, that was a very uh, large article, guys. But yes, I think very. It,
1: it, and we have wow, we have actually um, gone over our normal time limit. So I'm actually looking at the everything here. Um, huh. um We can skip the next article. Um,
0: Uh, I tried to read faster. <laughs> no, it's
1: not that. We went over our time with uh, with Catsukon. I I ha- uh, I'm sorry.
0: We were trying to get that quick. It, 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 it's
1: cool. It's cool. Um Alright. Uh, Strange news. No, 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 no. Ichigo, uh talk about uh fruits basket. Ari, talk about battle angel. That's how that's what we're going to go to. So we're okay. gonna do real we're gonna do real time skipping. So
0: uh, is it me again first? Yes. Is, is uh, Ari? Okay.
1: Yeah, and then Ari will take uh, Battle Angel and the uh, Popular Dances. Okay.
0: So for those who are excited about Funimation's re-release of Fruits Basket, um, it's to, they're bringing back, with the English dub, Jerry Jewel as Kyo. Um, Funimation Entertainment announced on Monday that Jerry Jewel will star in the English dub for the new television <laughs> anime of Natsuki Takaya's Fruit Basket. Uh, Jewel is reprising his role as Kyo from the original anime adaptation. They also announced on Friday that it will screen the first two episodes in theaters in the United States in March. And ticket sales will go on in late February. The company will reveal the exact screening details later. And they will feature an exclusive gift pack with Japanese and English voice actor commentary. So it seems like that gift pack will include a DVD of some sort. Laura Bailey is also returning from previous anime to voice protagonist Toru Honda, and Eric Vale is returning as Yuki, Caitlin Glass, is directing the dub. The new anime will have an entirely new Japanese cast and staff, as per Takaya's request, and the new anime will cover the entire manga's story, which is very similar to what happened with Sailor Moon, mm. with moving more towards the graphic novels. The anime will premiere in Japan on TV Tokyo, TV Osaka, and other stations in April, and Funimation will stream the anime on Funimation now. They have also licensed the home video rights. Uh, Yeah, and and then of course, uh, Takaya's serialized original Fruits Basket manga was in Japan from 1998 to 2006. Tokyo released it in English from 2004 to 2009, and it got re-released in June 2016. The first television anime adaptation of the manga premiered in 2001, and I hope for those of you that are fans of Fruits Basket are excited for this new revelation in Furuba.
1: At least it's the complete story from start to finish. It was really cool, so... All right, now I, I didn't talk about this during my weekend day, but I did go see uh Battle Angel, and that was an amazing film.
2: Shall I then? Ah
1: uh, uh, yes, you should.
2: Uh, let's see, uh, the numbers are in for uh, you know, it's you know, the money is pulled in, so we're talking about a uh, about thirty six and a half million for its opening weekend with uh forty one point seven million five day gross, and it opened at number one. Uh, has a foreign gross of uh, about 94 million so far, with an estimated worldwide total of 130 million and change. <clears throat> and let's see what. It, it earned a 8.71 million on its opening day last Thursday, with a pre screen average of 2,300 bucks over 3,790 theaters. And it's going to open in China and Japan on Friday. And it, the movie had a budget of around 150 to 200 million dollars so i'm predicting they're going to get their money back with the china and japan openings
1: yes definitely and and basically alita battle angel hit number one so i thought that was great number two on the mangaka of the of this yukito kishiro says he has seen this five times already so he must have huh. really enjoyed it and another thing that I read that the people behind this gave a gave a girl like a prosthetic arm something like that which I thought was really awesome. Uh and one thing that and that has been ticking me off about the film, it's not the film itself, it's some of the people complaining about Alita's eyes. And they're like it don't belong. I don't understand why her eyes are like that. And my response is boy, you have not read the manga. Nor have you watched the OVA. If you read that, you notice her eyes are slightly bigger than everybody else's. In some scenes, they are ridiculously larger than others, and sometimes not so much. That's how it is. If you're going to sit there and complain about the eyes, please go read the manga. And if you're, or, or Track down the OVAs and watch it. If you're still going to complain after that, shut up and get out of my face. You don't belong here.
0: I feel like a lot of it too is is from the translation from manga and anime Mm -hmm. where a lot of the characters, even male characters have, not naturally because anime tends to be unnatural features, but they're wider than American or or like general human features in general. So when they translate Mm -hmm. to real life features, they're definitely going to have to be exaggerated because they have to play against all the other real life characteristics that humans yeah.
1: have and I get it some yeah the, the playoff for that and other things i I've, I've seen people say in anime a lot of characters have large eyes yes but Gali or alita her eyes were obviously larger than everybody else's you know that's what it was we're not talking about how in the 90s you know teenage characters had the large innocent eyes. no her eyes were just they were obviously supposed to be larger than normal
2: uh, the film is like, I believe it has 59% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 92% uh, audience uh, score. Mm-hmm. So it's just barely out of certified fresh territory. And this last article is uh, 20 Most Amazing Anime Dances of All Time. Yes. And I'm going to post a link in the chat so you all can follow along because I suck at describing this kind of dance stuff.
0: That article better watch out for Fortnite.
1: Mm. (laughs) Maybe in a Japanese release of DLC, they'll put these dances in there.
2: Maybe. We know a couple already appear in Overwatch.
1: True.
2: Uh, Let's see. Brothers brothers Conflict Ending.
1: I've never seen that one.
2: Apparently it's a uh, reverse harem where the girl finds herself surrounded by 13 handsome brothers?
1: Sure, why not? You know?
2: Uh, Carnival Phantasm's opening.
1: Yeah, you know, I had to read that briefly because I'm like, I see characters from Fate Stay Night. What the hell, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, love Chunibyo and other delusions. Season two ending, but I did. Yeah, I didn't. the gif is like, like two different people. One's walking in like shadow, oh. and the other one's actually dancing.
1: I did I know there was a second season. I'm gonna have to gonna have to catch watch that. Yeah.
2: Uh, fake Kalid Liner Prisma Ilia OVA. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Fake Kalia. It's, it's a
1: spin-off of, of the Fate State. One spinoff, uh, Fate it's Stay Night. It's more magical girl. Yeah. Because um, I get, thats the commission I made for
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is the Order a Rabbit season two ending? Mm-hmm. And it's done by it looks like a elementary school troop.
1: You know, I'm gonna see if I can bring up the dances on the screen. Okay.
2: Uh, number fifteen, free uh, swib Club's ending. There, are in the club. Mhm. The the Hentai Prince and the Stony Cat ending. That's number
1: fourteen. Yeah, the, the Iwatobi one. Yeah, I I I actually like that one because it fits so well with the music.
2: <clears throat> uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Torture... The Part 5's Torture Dance. Oh, yeah,
1: that got one hell of a following on that.
2: Mostly because the steps and the uh, positions are are absurd, even by JoJo Poe's da- standards.
1: Something like that, but still, it's just something cool. There's a bunch of remixes to that as well.
2: Uh, Kill Me Baby ending. Which... Just gets weird. I've never heard of it, so. Same. Uh, Lo- Love Line Sunshine Season Two. Really? Ah. Uh, not, not your favorite.
1: No, I'm just saying it. It would not. It would not been one from Love Live. I would have gone to for a dance. You know. Yeah, and as Bob Coffee says, my my tonight is good, but it shouldn't be on this list. I, I'm kind of agreeing, you
2: know. I don't. Uh... <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The Lucky Star opening. Oh, of, no, of uh... course, of course. <clears throat> no, uh. no, It needs no interjection. Mm-hmm.
1: What about Hari Hari Yukai? Let's see. Well, be w- on we're there. getting there, we're getting there. Yeah.
2: Uh, Nisa, Monata- Nisa Monogatari. N- another mouthful I've never heard of. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, otaku we Love is Hard for Otaku.
1: I've watched that, and I bailed after six episodes, because I, I don't know, I just couldn't relate to it. I don't know. I might have to rewatch it again, but it's just, I don't know.
2: It looks like they're incorporating sign language into their, uh, mm, dance moves. Maybe. Honey <laughs> Amada opening. Which is, a, uh, an actually an anime about dancing. Okay, then. I might have to I track
1: saw...
2: that one down. <clears throat> uh, beyond the boundary, which is about spirit warriors hunting down supernatural yomu. And they fight one of it by dancing. Mhm. Uh, problem children are coming from another world, aren't they? that's uh, a question that's in the name of an anime
1: <laughs> and as Bob Coffey says this list also reeks of someone who's only watched anime in the f- past five ten years or so yeah you're not you're probably not wrong sir
2: and uh, rage of Bahamut, virgin soul which is just a uh, one scene um, from from one episode I guess yeah those look nice though so, Yamada kun and the seven witches OVA
1: Alright, uh, hold on here.
2: There we go. High School Harem, where he... Where he encounters several witches as far as he can steal with a kiss. Oh, boy. Hmm. And number two, the Hare Hare Yukai.
1: Number two!
2: Yeah. And this is one one that uh, May in Overwatch does.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, because they modeled... I mean... I mean, they're, they're just fan art of her wearing harder. He's uh, uniform, so I have fine? that as, as that. Um, yeah.
2: The first time I saw that, it was a guy, like, recording like, streaming Overwatch, and he, mm-hmm. like, brought up... <clears throat> they brought up, you know, May doing a dance. and turned a mile around, and he watch her Watch her dance, and he just goes, Oh, sit on my face! <laughs>
1: I, I want to see a skit of May Tracer, and Symmetra doing the Hade Yukai with um, McCree as Kion.
2: <laughs> of course. And uh, the number one is Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Uh, i never heard of this. I'm sorry to say. And it's a solo dance it looks like in the... Uh... It
1: sounds familiar, you know. Uh... Yeah, I feel like maybe the Vocaloids did a cover of it. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, see for for me it, it I'm I I think I think Bob might know where I'm going with this you know this this should this should have been I'm just saying this should have been on the list I'm just saying what is it uh the oh, uh the opening to Love Life, the first season opener, that dance should have that should have been on there, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but, that's, but that's just me.
2: But and you've I, also seen a lot more anime than this writer did, so you'd have to no, you'd no, no, be no, no, able no. to go back further.
1: I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of anime, but I don't think I've seen a lot with dances and so forth, you know?
2: I think even Naruto had a dance segment one of its openings or endings
1: yeah but it, what the million dollar question is would it count though Meh. all right now that we got that out the way it, it's time for the part of the show that you all really love more than anything else and it's our uh, strange news from japan
2: I'll take the last one.
1: All right, you do that.
0: I will take the second one.
1: (sighs) So that means I have the first one, right? Yeah. You guys are really full of shit.
2: I know. You don't say.
1: I do say. I could have sworn we talked about something like this before.
0: As Jackie Chan says in Rush Hour 2, my eyes are brown, I'm full of shit.
1: Mm.
0: Well, he says your eyes are brown, but
1: mine are. Uh, We'll let Mako-chan have this one. It seems that in Japan, there's going to be a museum of poo. So, if you go a half hour south of Tokyo to Yokohama, they're going to have a museum this It's called the Unko Museum Now Unko is one of the many Japanese words for poo And they are really playing around with that such as going with phrases like that's untertainment as a play on the word un as for poo
2: That's shittytainment?
1: Shitty Entertainment Like most like most reality shows Case in point, American Idol <sighs> The museum has outlined three themes With interactive being the basis For an interactive art display In which visitors get to step on Light projections of turds On the ground Causing them to visually splatter And what the museum management calls A retro style Kuso game Oh good lord! Ichigo, promise me you're not going to visit this museum. I'll really oh, be disappointed in
0: you. No plans to do that. Uh, Ghibli museum's not full of shit, so I'm going to be going there.
1: <laughs> Good call. They're going to have what's called the Unstagenic area, where you find an assortment of colorful and shiny turd coils to use as a backdrop for photos. Wow.
2: You look like reading this article is bringing you physical pain.
1: It kinda sorta is! Now, the last part is called Intelligence. It aims to be a thought-provoking art appreciation space where you're invited to gaze upon poo sketches from luminaries and other guests or leave a sketch of your own.
2: In ink, hopefully.
1: And then there is the official mascot named Unbaruto. Let me guess. Is he poop? Thinking man's poop. There's image of him as poop. Thinking while sitting on the toilet. It is an, he is an anthropomorphized poop pile who carries his toilet around with him when he's not sitting on it.
0: Someone needs to get that sentence. Ugh.
1: This is really turtable, I'm telling you.
2: You're not helping.
1: Yeah, I know. And if you're wondering why Unbaruto needs to sit on a toilet, the answer is obvious. It's so he can drop living poos of his own who keep the Uncle Museum safe and enjoyable for visitors. And there is images of the mascots. It's kind of scary when one of them has teeth and you realize it's not corn. No. Yeah, even by Japanese standards, the Uncle Museum is a strange new territory, and so it's currently being planned as a temporary installation to be housed in the also-built complex next to the Yokohama Station. It's going to open. That's a fib. Mm.
0: I'm going to say that's a fib because they've had restaurants in that area of the world that have served ramen out of toilet bowls and icy, icy like snow cones and stuff out of toilet bowls. So. Mm. This is not a stretch.
1: Yeah, just avoid avoid the yellow flavored snow cones. Anywho! It's scheduled to open March 15th and run until July 15th, and there are advanced tickets available. There are no words on whether or not Soft Karinu, the smiling dog turd mascot that keeps the streets of Tokyo Shibuya neighborhood clean, has plans to stop by. given that Shibuya and Yokohama stations are both on the Tokyo train line, the collaboration seems like a no-brainer. And that was bad.
0: Well, speaking of (sighs) shitless, hope you don't end up on the NHKs. Why, what Japan's public broadcaster is leaving threatening notes on people's doorsteps. Well, let me tell you. The NHK is a great source of shogi, kabuki, and intimidation. Many people in Japan have long had a tumultuous relationship with the country's public broadcaster, NHK, Uh. ever since the government decided that it was the station's own responsibility to collect funding from the public. The troubles apparently stemmed from there. Every country has its own way of generating money for public broadcasters, but in Japan, the NHK is left largely to fend for themselves and have outsourced a team of bill collectors to do the dirty work for them.
1: Sounds like what the UK does.
0: On one hand, they largely get the job done, and recent estimates say over 80% of Japanese residents pay their monthly TV licensing fees. Although this rate shot up after the Japanese Supreme Court backed NHK's right to demand money from virtually anyone, even if they don't watch NHK. Mm. On the other hand, in many instances, the conduct of these collectors has been compared to the one of organized crime. NHK Yakuza, anyone? (laughs) Homes have been vandalized and sexual assaults have occurred. As a result, many people never answer their door out of fear that it's the NHK collectors on the other side. So naturally, it's not uncommon for these collectors to ring a doorbell and get no reply, much like this totally non-disgruntled worker had. In such cases, the collector often simply leaves a boilerplate note in the mailbox which reads, I visited it again today, regarding the broadcast licensing fee. Because you weren't home, I'll visit again. Oh God. However, it's only moderately unsettling. Luckily for them, there's also a small space where your local collector can add their own personal touch. Such as one did to Twitter user Tomoki Sajiki. You have a sticker on your entrance. So next year, when the crackdown begins, you'll be in trouble. Saijiki also happened to be a member of the Protect the Nation from NHK political party, which has the sole agenda of ending this practice of door-to-door demands for money from people who might not even want to watch NHK. As a public service, they offer collector repelling stickers for free to people and that can stick to their front door and state their allegiance to protect the nation from NHK parties. This, in turn, tells the collector that the people inside are belligerent time wasters who are not worth the effort. However, according to the collector who left the message above, the NHK has something mysterious planned about these stickers next year. The tweet prompted a reply from Osashimi Kueta Doraneko, who shared their own personal handwritten note that they received from an NHK collector. If you are home, open the damn door. Yikes. The bluntly worded one, in particular, elicited a strong reaction from people online. Scary. So they've completely become the Yakuza, then. I have to think only evil people are cut out for this kind of work.
1: That's <laughs> a threat,
0: is it not? You should probably go to the police about this. Does it say, 11 una, 5 day 3 yo? The person even writes like a maniac. Television itself is quickly changing it. In a quickly changing entity, with more and more people in Japan gradually adopting internet-based services for their visual entertainment. The aging population will probably ensure regular broadcasting, such as NHK, remains healthy for some time to come. But at some point, this usual unusual funding scheme will have to be reformed, and when that day comes, people may finally begin
1: answering their door again. Wouldn't it just be easier to just put, like, a fee in people's paychecks or something like that?
2: Or just send a cable bill?
0: Well, this is a well, case they, of they, the government not funding the NHK. So, them going out to the public. And it's almost like those
1: people that call you for donations. It's, it's just as bad as those people who call for your, for your student loans. and. You know?
0: Yeah, it's literally that. Like, I mean, there are points... I mean, not even that, though, because... People don't have to like you're you you're not required to pay for this. The NHK is just being really abusive because they want their funds. They mm-hmm. need their funds to run. And because the government hasn't elicited them a budget, it's either get the funds in some way, which they've figured out that intimidating and, and scaring people, the public into giving money to the NHK, then that's what they're gonna do.
2: <clears throat> this sounds like it'd be a friggin' cartoon. You know?
0: Yeah, it's a like,
2: so- someone just, just not taking any of the NHK shit, and they get increasingly, like, desperate and wily coyote ish to try and get in the house. You know Powered what I mean? By Acme.
0: Yeah, like, Acme, like, he puts an anchor to get the person when they open the door, but the anchor falls on him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's get to
1: the last story here. I'm
2: like, wow. Osaka man arrested for stealing antique jeans worth over 150,000 yen. Oh, so... Just another normal day in Japan. (laughs) Well, come on. We need something to take the edge off after tonight. True. A 22-year-old man from Toyonaka, Osaka Prefecture was arrested for Grand Theft jeans... That's a statement. ...on February 15th after he allegedly stole a pair worth... 159,840 N, which is about 1450 US, from a secondhand clothing store in Osaka. The part-time worker, oh wow, well, he's not em- unemployed, hmm. was working. Was apparently looking to make one big heist in terms of shoplifting clothes, and went for the granddaddy of them all, a pair of jeans from the 1930s, still in very good condition. And the jeans are said to be the only ones of their kind in Japan truly these are the Maltese Falcon of jeans. That's another statement I never thought I'd read tonight, but here <laughs> we are.
0: They almost look like Junko brand jeans.
1: I know!
2: God damn it. Exactly. How the suspect allegedly bypassed a sophisticated laser security system that presumed guarded the genes is unclear. I suspect Capoeira was involved, but they were suspect- successfully wrangled somehow on the afternoon of February 14th. Sussex is believed to have taken his blue booty to another second-hand shop in a different part of town they attempt to sell them. This is where the plane ran into a fatal flaw. The problem of trying to sell, to sell stolen one-of-a-kind goods is that they are one-of-a-kind and very easy to trace. And in fact, without even trying, the shop staff had stumbled on the truth. Out of loss in the house I was really to, to get the man for the very rare pants. They consulted the internet. Online, they could only find one certain Japan had the pants, I called them up to what a good price (laughs) what the offer would be. (laughs) Wow. However, but the victim my store informed that those that were the only pants in Japan had been recently stolen. Oops. And then the authorities arrived soon after made the arrest. The suspect is said to have admitted to the crime saying he planned to resell them for a quick profit. And it wouldn't have gotten away the it hadn't been for that meddling internet. Okay, so crime doesn't pay no matter how entertainingly original it is, but more importantly, jeans are apparently a lucrative collector's item, so keep that in mind the next time you're, you're Konmari in your closet.
0: <laughs> a lot of American clothing, Hawaiian shirts even over there, are worth 60, 70, 100 plus dollars. So, like, American paraphernalia and vintage shops is a big seller.
2: Still, what the hell was he going to do with them? I mean, if he couldn't sell them, just... He hang- couldn't really hang them up in his closet. Was he going to get a nice, you know, box frame and hang them up in his wall? I'm just trying to, you know, play the absurdity out to its conclusion.
0: Yeah, you're just trying to figure out the logic behind the guy.
2: This guy doesn't have any logic I'm oh, sure he, an,
0: he didn't anticipate an article or something going up about these genes being missing so quickly. That's usually these criminals are looking for a quick turnaround, and if they don't get that, then they either destroy or something else.
1: Kind of reminds you of that that show back in the day called Head of the Class. They did a two-part episode where they went to to Russia for I get I guess for like for the college bowl type things, and two of the characters, one of them. Who went on to create the Loud House and all of that. They had a scam to sell bootleg jeans in Russia. <laughs> and TheoX75 says, I should sell my ripped jeans, and how do I set up shop to sell my clothes in Japan? Well, I, I don't know. I, I would say find out who your friends are in Japan, send it to them, and see if they can hustle you a good deal.
0: A lot of times these vintage shops actually buy the clothes off of you, but you have to kind of have a proof of age or something like that because Mm -hmm. a lot of them are characterized by eras. So a lot of 1950s clothing is popular, a lot of 70s clothing, 60s, Um, the one in the particular things had something like the 1930s. So all things considered, like sometimes it's just a matter of researching your market. So... You could also do them just consignment in the States. You might not make as much, but yeah. it would be less a hassle. you would need like a translator. So true.
1: So true. So, are, are we done here? Yes. Alright, we are done here. Nope. There we go. There we go. Well, thank you for joining us for our stream tonight. We went a little bit longer than normal, but those of you who have been fo- who generally follows us on our old shoutcast stream, when we talk conventions, we always go a little bit longer, so thank you for listening, thank you for supporting us, and thank you Ichigo for uh, that Rousing Katsukon review, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at anime jam dot com again, that is podcast at anime jam dot com, we want to hear from you, We want we want to believe you too Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post links to our convention photos, convention reviews, cosplay tips and tutorials, cosplay interviews, and our weekly podcast. So definitely check that out at AnimeJamSession.com. And you can also find our podcast on various sites like iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, CastBox, basically Basically, any site that supports podcasts, and you'll find us, uh, will be appearing on Spotify soon. I'm trying to see if I can get us onto iHeartRadio as well, but right now, we're, we should be popping up on Spotify soon, so we're, we're looking forward to that. And when you listen to our show, there's always a section where you can leave reviews. We want to know what you think of the show. We're always looking to kind of make it a little bit better for everybody, so we really appreciate that. And don't forget, you can also follow us on social media at Anime Jam Session via YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I think that's the main three that we use. And I just got to say to everybody who follows us on our social media pages, thank you so much for your love and support. We can't do the show without you, really. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, it you go.
0: Well, I'm going to go get ready to be a mer-player per- <laughs> person. This mm-hmm. weekend, so if you're in the area for Mermagicon, come and see me and have a fantastic time.
1: Did you just say fantastic? I did. <sighs> Last words, Ari.
2: If you're going to be in, like, the North Jersey area in a town called Danellon, this Saturday I'm going to be visiting 8 on the break for a couple hours in the afternoon. If you want to stop by and uh, meet meet me up there, I'll uh, be glad to hang out with you for a while. Cool.
1: Uh, my last words is something I forgot to talk about at the top of the show my weekend day I was out in Philly helping uh Trixel cosplay She is going to be on a reality docu drama reality show later this year I will be on there with a bunch of our local cosplayers about She's gonna have some elective surgery done. Hopefully everything is gonna spin in a positive way I promise you it's nothing life-threatening and when the time comes we'll have her on the show to talk about it. So yeah uh, That's it end of list we're gonna get out of here. So, I'm Ronma. I'm Mari.
2: And I'm Ichigo.
1: Great fight, great night. Ooh, I got some queso for those chips.
2: Good night, everybody. Good
1: night. What was that, Ichigo?
2: they jealous. Alright. That's it. We're
1: done. Say goodnight, Ichigo. Good Ichigo.
0: Good night, Ichigo.
1: That's it. We're out of here.